this it's a good start it's a good start it's a good light-hearted start the whole episode won't be about burnout but we'll touch on it but anytime any of us gets overwhelmed just start singing the banana phone song to yourself uh twitch happy hour uh my name is danny i'm joined as always by uh jake hildreth and brandon collie two of my colleagues here uh, you wouldn't know that because i still don't have the stupid name plates up but uh i'll have them up in a minute and uh, a guest that I have been very much looking forward to, uh, oh. I asked her on when, God, when uh, we were actually almost first starting this, and I was like, you, want you, need you, I think you'll be an amazing guest, an amazing addition, let's schedule a thing. And we did the thing, so uh, everybody welcome Stacy Dunn, I am pronouncing that correctly, right? Dunn, D-U-N-N? Yeah. Kind of um, hard to I would hope it has happened, but I, I would hope that it doesn't. Uh, it's a pretty easy one. So, no, you said it completely 110% correct. Yay. Yay. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh, she is better known by uh, her uh, on uh, on Twitter at, at MyRaccoonHands, uh, which has, <laughs> is, if not anything, the mo- one of the most memorable ones. And I find you delightful. That's why I asked you. Oh, well, I thank think you. I am a fan. Uh, I love your Twitter feed. I think you are insightful. I think you are lovely. I think you are engaging. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Or at least what's left of my Twitter feed these days as I am not as frequent on it because of, uh, you know, I, I, this is a video medium too. So I'm vaguely gesturing of like the, the state of everything, you know. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this too. Exactly. It's just like to look everywhere, look around you. It's kind of like that meme with the dog, like, ah, oh, this is fine. <laughs> the world, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I first caught sight of you. Uh, and actually you have two other weightlifters here in this, uh, on this show. Brandon. Brandon, you don't do so much weightlifting, do you? Well, now I can't hear you at all. Nope, you're He's silent. Talking, we can't hear him. Can't hear you. Can't hear you, buddy. Did you did you do the push to talk thing? I can do what now? There you go. Oh, there we are. <laughs> Let me tell you about the the shit show. You can't even hear me. Gosh damn it! No, I can oh. hear you now. Now you're muted yourself again. <laughs> What's going on? This is great. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> no big deal. We're just talking about picking things up and putting it down again. Just so, you know, about putting them down, um, <laughs> putting and, them on your back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, so I started, uh, powerlifting, uh, about two and a half years ago now. Um, cause I needed to do something and Jake, you've been lifting for a long time. Yeah. About 10 years. Yeah. Oof. Show off. Uh, and Stacy has a mighty picture of, well, I, I, it's your pinned tweet, right? It, yeah, I think so. Um, it should be the one of me doing my like, like right, back or like the, posing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, after, you know, got to show up that pump. You have to get it at the right moment, at the right time with the right lighting. You know, gym lighting is great. It comes down from the top. It gives you a lot of that shadowing you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my pinned tweet. I want everyone to know <laughs> that uh, I have a strong back and... Um, do I do much with it? Yeah, sometimes. 
I carry the the weight of the world on my shoulders, if you will. So it helps with that, I guess. Well, the real the question is, is how many grocery bags can you do at one time on per arm? Oh, so I am I again, you know, I, I keep referencing means if you've seen the one where it's like the really strong guy who has like all the bags and then one's like clinched between the glutes too. Like that's me. <laughs> I don't want to take more than one trip. I want to be as efficient as possible <laughs> when it comes to carrying groceries. So I will try my darndest with my tiny raccoon hands to pick as many things up as possible and kind of do the like insert in the elbows too. Yeah, exactly. I'm one of those people. How, how did you get into it? So just uh, oh, yeah, yeah. there's there's so much so like I'm a I'm a huge I've learned so much. It's why I'll never ditch TikTok until the government makes me do it. And even then I'll find a way around it. Um, but I've learned so much from it. And if I've learned one thing, it's that there are, it is encouraging how many strong uh, uh, female femme presenting uh, uh, weightlifters there are out there between weightlifters, bodybuilders, powerlifters. Um, and I always like to hear origin stories about how they do it. Because the theme of today, by the way, audience, is um, the more human side and blowing off steam in tech and and yes. infosec and we're going into a holiday weekend so why the hell not so how, how did you get into it yeah so i always tell it kind of from a multifaceted perspective uh i will you know kind of present it with the caveat of you know content warning i struggled with an eating disorder and that was a huge reason as to why i started because whenever you have you know you're dealing with those sorts of things there comes a point, hopefully, for most people where, you know, you hit a wall or something happens, like there's some type of compelling event where you say to yourself, um, you know, something has to change. And I had some of those moments where, you know, I was pretty drastically underweight and I knew that, it, you know, it was a detriment to me. I also knew that whenever it came to some of the things that I was dealing with, like, um, pertaining to again, content warning, um, domestic violence and those sorts of things. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything to defend myself. I was a small person. I was struggling with that eating disorder. Sorry, everyone, not to get so heavy so fast, but this is the truth and the reality That's is that I saw those things and I told myself I wanted to change them. Not everyone has the ability to do that, and you know, I definitely empathize and sympathize. Um, but that was kind of my turning point of, you know, I can't do anything to protect myself. I am weak all the time. I am not like, you know, even getting the proper nutrition or movement or exercise. It started with yoga. Yoga is a slippery slope that goes into bodybuilding, which if you struggle with an eating disorder, bodybuilding is not a good idea. I want to <laughs> say that straight up front. It's just in my opinion, <laughs> another way that you can kind of justify or manage around it. So that led me to powerlifting because it did satisfy both of those things. Like one, I'm getting stronger and two, I get to eat a lot more. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's why I like it because it's like you have less of those restraints whenever it comes to like the actual training part. And when you're competing, it's not as subjective as bodybuilding is because there is an entire, like that is what bodybuilding is based around is the subjectivity of the judges. Whereas powerlifting, it's like, did the light go on or not? Like, did you actually complete the lift? Cool. So, you know, all of those things combined um, are how I got into it. Um, 
and how I chose powerlifting specifically, because to me, it is, you know, a series of different compound lifts. It covers a lot of areas and it gives me the functional strength that I want and, you know, prefer and need. Yeah. When I first, when I first got back into it, um, my, my catalyst was uh, COVID because uh, I, I caught it at the, the, the beginning of 2021. Sorry. Yeah, well, I've also uh, had it three times by now. It's fine. Oh, uh, no. Not for lack of, like, trying to avoid it, but um, yeah. that was, and I, and at that time, it, we were just rolling out of the 2020 and being locked down and all of the bad habits and things that I had acquired through that time. Um, I, I often tell people, and I'm completely honest about it, like, I drank really heavily during that year. I also streamed a lot during that year. So I say anybody who ever watches those shows, I don't know why you would, but if you ever go back and watch my personal streams, if there is a black Starbucks tumbler, that's not water. That's predominantly gin. Um, and yeah, and it just got to be a thing. Like that's just what it was. And then, so when I got hit with COVID, uh, I remember I, I, I also tell the story of like, I, I, it, 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 it my fever peaked at J- on January 6th. So I thought that insurrection shit was like a fever dream and I like, I couldn't, oh, pro- wow. I, I couldn't process it. So when I finally did get like healthy enough to go back out, um, I ended up getting a trainer, mm-hmm. which is a very privileged thing. Like I'm very lucky I was able to do that. Yes, and I, right. You know, cause like. I mean, I'm sure like when you first started, like, so when you first, did you get a trainer when you first started or did you just kind of start figuring it out on your own? So, um, no, but I started to kind of go in that direction because, you know, like anyone who starts out, it's confusing. It's confusing as all get out. You can, you know, look at free weights. You can look at these different machines and it tells you how to use them, but it doesn't tell you functionally how to do those lifts or how to do those things properly with the correct form because even when you use a machine like let's say you're using like a lateral raise when you do that you want to make sure that you're also tightening your core that you have like your chest you know pushed out a little bit that you're like bracing and doing things like that and back then I didn't know any of that I there were times where I hurt myself where I'd be sore and I'm like oh that's just you know no pain no gain and it's like no that it's not supposed to feel like that um so when I started, I was not working in security at that time. So I was pretty broke. Uh, what I did at that time was I would create like different types of paintings and sell them. That way I could continue to afford a personal trainer. Um, and that was like a very obviously not like scalable or structural way to receive training. Cause I would have to like, you know, go to my trainer at that time and be like, well, I can't afford it this week. I couldn't like you know, find the time to make a painting on the side to pay for this. Um, so yeah, it, you know, I think working out in general, especially when you have a personal trainer, it's like, I completely and totally acknowledge again, as you had mentioned the privilege, because even having a gym membership is hard for some people to have having the space or the time or the capacity or the energy or, you know, the physical ability to do all of it. Like I feel very thankful and and privileged to have those things. And, um, yeah, starting out, I didn't. At some point, I realized I needed it, and I kept trying to make it work. Now that I'm kind of in a position where I'm a bit more financially stable, you know, luckily so, um, I'm, I'm able to do that and have a trainer frequently. At least, you know, I do it now twice a week. Um, so, it, again, it's like I can recommend, like, yeah, everyone should have a trainer. But, again, I know what it takes to have one and, yeah. like, 
you know, it's, it's, it's very expensive. And that's something that I like try to prioritize for myself. Yeah. My, uh, um, Jake, with your lifting, did you have a trainer? So I, I started out like just doing body weight stuff for like a year, dropped a bunch of weight, like was able to like be my back muscles for the first time ever in my life, you know, that sort of thing. And then I was like, oh, well, if I want to get stronger in the bottom half of your body, cause you can't get very strong there without like putting weights on your back or picking them up. So I started mm -hmm. doing that. And like, I just did self-taught for nine years. And then like last year, I mean, I, I read everything. I mean, I, I have a, you know, fitness book folder on my computer that's, you know, got 70 different books in it. And you know, so I'm reading through and comparing things. Um, and then last year found out that my, my wife's union pays for union. I don't know, something we get free, free exercise professional nice stuff. So like I went to this dude and showed him what I was doing. He's like, Oh, it's actually pretty good. Change these things. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like hitting PRs left and right. I'm like, and it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it and, really and, does. And and, and and of course, as we know, uh Brandon's a world championship uh uh a bodybuilder. Uh he's just in his off season right now. <laughs> listen, listen, I lift weights sometimes. No, I actually work out my wife and I work out um well this week has been kind of terrible, but we tend to work out four times a week together. And we do um um like the instructional video led stuff. Nice. So yeah, 30 minutes in the morning or at lunch or whatever is kind of what we get into. But we did, um, Jake helped me out with a set that uh, prior to this, we kind of got off off of it and we did some heavy lift stuff where we were trying to, um, you know, increase the weight that we could push. So I told him we've the, done that. The 10 pounders, the 10 pounders were not working, man. You, you got to move up. So, yeah. So I am toned. Uh, I am toned as shit. Man. You are. You are. You look wonderful. I'm just busting your busting your cojones. So yeah. So like for instance, for for mine, my well, first my first trainer, my first trainer, uh, he was over in the UK, and he ended up being like eight hundred dollars a month, which even I at that time, he was very good. He introduced me to a lot of the core principles that I still use, but then I'm like. I can't do this. And then I found, but it's just for anybody who might be listening later or whatever and does have the means but doesn't necessarily need a person with them, I used uh, trainingthinktank.com. Um, Training Think Tank, they are based down in uh, Georgia, right outside Atlanta. And um, uh, so my trainer was wonderful. She, when I first started with her, was about 250 a month, which is, again, not a small amount for anybody. I don't care who you are. Um, and then she's so good. <laughs> she like, I was able to keep that rate until I dropped her for a little bit. And then I came back and she was like, ah, by the way, I'm 350 now. And I was like, Aww. I was like, you know what? Mazel tov, congratulations. You're worth every penny. Mm -hmm. um, and then after a while, it was about two years that I, that I was with her. I was with her straight for a little bit over a year and then another six months. And then I was like, if I don't pursue this now on my, if I learned nothing from her, uh, then I wasted all that money. So I was like, as much as I love you, and I, I was relying on her, and, and I was like, well, I should be able to do this myself. So now, just, you know, if anybody who doesn't have that, I highly recommend, there's an app I use called uh, Strong, and Strong has a bunch of built-in uh, uh, lifts and, and exercises and things like that, and you can program your own um, 
um, into it. So have you actually competed, Stacey? Not in powerlifting, but I have in bodybuilding twice. Oh, really? So I be- yeah, I believe it was in 2018 and 2019. Um, the latter part of 2018, I did my first show, and I did place in the top five. Um, I didn't win, but I placed. And then my second one, I tied for fifth, but didn't place because I ended up like making it into sixth by tying. So I didn't place in that one. Um, so I did do those. And then I was going to, in 2022, you know, try to start to do like a powerlifting competition. But at the beginning of that year, um, I accidentally stabbed myself in the hand with a knife and severed two tendons. Holy shit. Um, which definitely uh, puts a damper on any lifting for a while. And then right after that, I got COVID. <laughs> so I was sick on top of like having a brace on my hand and I couldn't, you know, there's not a lot I could do. Um, for yeah, a knife was, was a hatchet? <laughs> no, it was so, and, and people ask me, and I wish the story was better. I really do. They're like, oh, you know, what what, what could you have possibly been doing? People first will ask, like, avocado, right? And it's like, mm, close, but no. <laughs> I wish I could say I was doing some sort of, like, like there was a rat on my head helping me cook or something. And I was, like, chopping and, and doing all of these amazing things. No. I was opening a dog toy with a knife. <laughs> Don't do it. First and foremost, like, it doesn't matter. if I, The first thing I thought when I did this, like, I swear to you. I said, it's okay, I've done this a hundred times. And then next thing I know, that knife is inside my hand. (laughs) And so moral of the story is don't do that because it takes, I don't even remember how long it was. It was something like 14 or 16 weeks of like wearing a brace nonstop to where I couldn't take it off. I had to like do very intense like physical therapy two or three times a week. Um, It took forever for me to even, like I can do it now, I'm so proud, but I couldn't make a fist for like a while so walk walk me through from the second that it happened to (laughs) to you to i assume you went to the hospital yes yeah so i went to the er of course um so the second okay so what went through your head i mean we know what went through your hand but what went through (laughs) your head okay so again first and foremost i was like it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine i can do this um, and you know, as I was opening the toy, like my dog kind of bumped into me. That's not when it happened. Like I readjusted and I was like, no buddy, I know you're excited. Hold on. And then I kind of moved off to the side and I was trying to like, you know, get one of those little, um, it's like one of those little plastic pieces that like a zip sure. tie. right? Oh. Um, and I was trying to like do one of these motions. And so it went like in right there. And as I did it, I mentioned, I was like, I, can I cuss? Because I can. I can tell you oh, exactly. No, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. <laughs> you know, in that mindset, and then I was like, all right, uh, what do people do? Running underwater really fast. Put pressure on it. Hold it up. Like it was very much like procedural. And then it's like, okay, you need to tell your partner and go in there. And I was like, hey, um, don't panic. I need to go to the ER. I just stabbed myself and I like revealed it and there was blood coming out and I put it back on and he was like okay, um, I'm gonna go get ready. We're gonna go. Uh, We were watching Mission Hill uh, in the meantime so like whenever I see it again it in a weird way reminds me of it. Not in a bad way but (laughs) 
It's just like I'm now forever stuck with the impression of stabbing myself anytime I rewatch Mission Hill. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was kind of the, the process. And then we, you know, rush and go to the hospital. There was one point where I, I know I almost passed out. And he even said, like, your lips started to turn blue. Oof. A little bit. And I thought to myself, because I, I looked down at it and I couldn't move my finger. And I knew I was like, I know I severed something. Right. And uh, again, it was kind of like the oh shit, oh shit. It was like, don't pass out, don't pass out, don't pass out. And I felt myself kind of go like this. And I was like, OK, let's go. <laughs> so, so I didn't. For, and, and for people who might be listening to this on our Spotify later, you had motion to like, what did it kind of go like through like by your thought? Like, like where what part of your hand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I motioned to it. Luckily, out of all the places I could have hit, I hit around like my index finger. Okay. And you might be asking yourself, why is that luckily? Well, whenever it comes to lifting, the majority of your grip strength is actually in the latter, you know, uh, like, yeah, your pinky. Really? I and, didn't even know that. Yeah, because that was the first thing when I went to physical therapy. I was like, when can I lift again? <laughs> um, and is it going to be a problem? And, you know, they looked at it and they said, oh, no, you're going to be fine. Like, your your grip strength is all down here. Like, you, you'll be able to lift again. Don't worry. And I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, and the doctor was like, fucking meatheads. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, don't do anything now. Like, wait until we clear you, of course. Because, you know, anytime again us meatheads or anyone that like wants to do those things it's like you you constantly think about what you're not doing and it's hard to get that out of your head how did that affect i never actually asked you what do you do for work like like what do you do for work like what do you do in the industry yeah. so um right now i am a senior solutions engineer at a cybersecurity training company prior to that i've done um i was an information security analyst at a regional bank i worked for a CISO, and i've done security engineering and solution engineering roles like subsequently from there but that's what i'm currently doing um so basically i'm a technical subject matter expert consultant liaison a lot of different things i wear many hats i do a lot of um I don't know, customer calls, consults, mm. all of these different types of things. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and and it, you were it's, doing it's that while your hand was impaled? Oh, yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, the, the company that I work for, they were, they were pretty nice about, like, being supportive. So, um, pro tip, if anyone ever, like, again, don't use knives to open things. Please use, like scissors don't you know don't be a me don't don't go through that um but if you ever do have anything like that happen by accident or otherwise annotation helps a lot because i um had this i i use a macbook and there's the ability to where you can like push to annotate uh, okay. and i would annotate and then as you know so i could speak instead of using my keyboard right. And sometimes, you know, because I have a dialect, it would pick up things a little bit differently because often I will say sec, like for security, and it would keep writing suck and things like that. So <laughs> I have enough. to like, yeah, I'd have to manually type and like, you know, with one hand and try to fix it. So I got really, really good at typing um, with one hand. And luckily, again, I since I was using the knife with my dominant hand, it was my non-dominant hand that was affected, but it still was it still sect. It still sucked, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, as uh, Jake just said uh, in in the chat, uh, info suck ain't wrong. 
Um, that, InfoSuck, yeah. Actually, InfoSuck was the title of a talk I gave at, <laughs> I, I think it was uh, GurCon or, or, or Circle City Con about the shitty parts of the industry. Um, yeah. And I just titled it InfoSuck, the shitty parts that we don't tell new people. Um, yeah. How did that affect? So, so then you couldn't lift. And I imagine like it was a topic of conversation. Were, were you remote at the time or you have to go into an office? Remote. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's probably a topic of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, it's like, again, I wouldn't be able to drive or I could, but it wouldn't be a good idea. Cause like driving with one hand, at least for me, I'm not used to doing that. Um, so yeah, I was working from home and you'd be surprised of how many things become like immensely complicated when you don't have two hands. Cause you don't really think about it. Right. Um, so even things like, cause I had longer hair at the time I had long blonde hair and, um, washing my hair was a thing that was hard to do, uh, combing it just because, or, or tying it back because like tying your hair back with one hand and like trying to do the ponytail motion. Cause again, I, it was like, it was flat like this. And I know again, this is going to be over a podcast. So I'm holding up my palm. It's very flat in a brace. So it's not like I could grip with that other hand or do anything to like help facilitate. I couldn't play video games. Um, because yeah, you know, one hand and even when I was kind of recovering from it, it took a while because trigger buttons, you know, using your index finger. Um, so there were a lot of things like that where it's just like, wow, I, you know, you take that kind of stuff for granted, like having two hands <laughs> to do things. Um, do you so, think, uh, yeah. would you classify that as your dumbest injury or have you had dumber? And I'm not calling, the, by the way, I'm not calling you dumb. No, I get it. So out of the two, because the other one is lifting related, which it's, so anytime I, I would classify myself as doing a dumb injury, again, I think to myself, it'll be all right. And that's now what I know. That's my cue. If I say that to myself, I have to stop and like have my <laughs> inner voice be like, no, it will not be like, you know, that internal monologue. And I did something similar. I had a squat injury, you know, and I thought to myself, I'm going to try for more weight. I can do it. I've been, you know, doing this for some time now. This is pre-trainer me. And um, I added a little bit more weight and I got stuck in the hole and I didn't, um, you know, evacuate it properly. So what ended up happening was I fell backwards on my ass and then the weight went ka-chunk onto my back. By the way, which... for anybody wondering, for the uninitiated, <laughs> stuck in the hole means the down position of the squat. Yes, the actual, like, I'm at the bottom of my squat and Thank I cannot change. get up. What do I do? So I was stuck and then I ended up just falling on my butt, like falling backward. Yeah. And that like crunched my back. Um, luckily, because I, I had recently gotten x-ray about it because again, at that time, didn't have a trainer. I was working as a retail store manager, which we all know that doesn't pay. Oh my God. And uh, I couldn't really do anything about it, you know? Like I went and I saw someone at a clinic and they were like, oh, it seems fine. But I recently got an x-ray just to double check. And there's nothing, there's nothing like terribly wrong with it or anything. So like luckily, again, more, more luckily's happening. Um, but yeah, I would say those two are my my dumbest ones for sure. Yeah. <laughs> because the moments where I tell myself I can do something or like, even though I know it's not necessarily the best idea. I think my dumbest one and this, and it, it, it's a long, a long list, but 
It was I was 16 years old. <laughs> to this day, I think this qualifies as my dumbest. And anybody who's ever been a skateboarder knows that some uh, skateboard decks come either bare wood or what we call slick. There is a, and I don't know if this is still the case. This is 1996 or something. Um, Jesus Christ! And uh, so I, I said the number out loud, and it's just not 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 a great not a great feeling. Um, and for some reason, people would say if you chip the slick off it's ba- i don't know why i did it i think i heard somebody say it was a smart thing to do so i took one of my dad's chisels right like and that it was more like a like a scraper slash chisel at a very sharp edges on it and i was like scraping and i was scraping from the from the right to the left and my other thumb was just kind of like hanging out on my left hand and i and I felt it on my thumb, and I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." And so I start. You know how you like you shake off a pain when you get it, like you mm-hmm. think that the motion's gonna help. And then I heard like splattering sounds, and oh, yep, yep. And I had torn, and I don't, know, you can't, I don't know if you can really see it on the camera. Not really. There's a there's a very deep scar right down my thumb, right here from that chisel. And my old man, this was seven o'clock at night. He's not leaving the house. And he's certainly not calling an ambulance for that. He was like, wrap it up. And so I wrapped it up. And I think it was like a Saturday night or something. And then I wrapped it up all weekend. And I kept it wrapped for like three or four days at school. And then I happened to go to the nurse for something unrelated. And she was like, why is there blood seeping through your bandage? And she was like, well, it's too late now. But you should have really gone to the fucking hospital. So mm-hmm. now any thumbprints I ever take have a nice deep and and it goes from about the tip of my thumb all the way down to the knuckle. Uh, I think wow. that was my dumbest one. You had mentioned, and so an, another another goodbye product of any exercise, hey, I've right? Got, I've got a finger injury I want to share too. Danny. Tell us your finger injury, Brandon. <laughs> I don't want to leave you out. Yes, I know. So. So this is also kind of a funny story. Also, I'll shorten it. But so I broke um, my my uh, ring finger on my left hand. And so I broke it playing ultimate Frisbee. Me and one dude like went up and we kind of like punched each other. And uh, <laughs> I thought I hurt him. And pretty soon I, I started noticing it was swelling up. So I took my ring off, which was super smart idea. And um, so it, it swelled up and it was really hard to move and everything. And I thought, ah, I just jammed it really bad. Nobody breaks like a finger like that. That seems ridiculous. And so it went on and on for a couple of weeks and I had an appointment to talk to somebody about a shoulder injury that I had. So I went to like um, osteopathic surgeon or whatever. Uh, and I happened to be, I was bored in the waiting room. I'm reading and I was like, oh, this guy's like a hand surgeon. He specializes in this stuff. I was like, maybe he'll look at my, maybe I'll like show him my hand. And so um, we get through the whole thing and, I said, Hey, yeah. He's like, anything else? I was like, one more thing. Will you, will you like look at my hand? And, um, I hurt, I hurt this finger and he, and he was like, Oh my gosh, that's broken. Like <laughs> as soon as he took a, uh, and I was like, no, uh, it's just jammed. And he was like, N-, he's like, no, it's totally broken. You're going to go get an x-ray right now. Um, he's like, I'm the hand surgeon, bro. And he's like, when yeah. did you do that? And I was like, Oh, it's, pr- it's been probably like a month. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like, so forever i was i was known in that office uh, actually my mom went to that office later and they remembered me as Old the guy who came finger. in the guy who came in for a shoulder consult and left with a broken finger so <laughs> yeah the dumb injuries abound so so you have this hand injury stacy 
and you're you're in and i made like our entire industry is it can, is stressful right whether you're in compliance whether you're in hunting whether you're in red team whatever you're doing engineering but you're you had said you're you're very customer focused um mm-hmm. uh doing training and things like that and now you can't lift how do you take that so i know at least for me i'm speaking for myself lifting is a very is a is a very complete outlet for me and i and i will most likely do it than not do it i need it at this point it is very mm-hmm. helpful uh, i have to i have to force myself to take rest days and not lift days i'm at that point how do you stay when you have an injury like that and you still have a very demanding job how do you stay creative how do you blow off your own steam because that that is a valve that i hate having closed for very long of not being able to go to the gym what else do you do? I see a painting in the background there. I see yeah, many paintings. Gonna, so during that time when I was not able to lift, I drew a lot more. I was making little comics. I even like drew some of the different like I guess landmarks or circumstances that I was dealing with using my raccoon character as an avatar for that. So I have one where I drew um, you know, then with the knife through the hand and like whenever I could finally make a fist, it was like a yeah, um, you know, like a fist pump sort of thing. So I did a lot of that because I didn't I didn't really have any other alternative. It's like, again, I couldn't I couldn't play video games as much. And if I did, it it would have to be something that was like a little bit more slow paced or something that I could just like kind of use one hand press button to do. Which, you know, there's some, like, more story-based games where you can do that or, like, use a mouse. Um, so I just, I, I had to not, and that's the the sad part. It, it was, again, and then stacked on top of that, there was COVID. Um, so the only thing that I was really able to do in that time frame that was even adjacent to, you know, what I was normally doing was just taking walks. That's really all I could do at that point. Where, where, where would you, like, would you do regular walks? So would you do like, so for me, I like to ruck sometimes, especially right now, but in July, cause I'm a, I'm a goon at DEF CON. So I start rucking with added weights and stuff like that. Right. And oh, no. like, <laughs> I just normal, uh, like I'd walk around my neighborhood or we'd go to like, there's this park nearby those the, just like very low key, like I'm getting out of the house and doing something. So it was kind of, um, you know, almost like the the bare minimum sort of thing that I was experiencing of like walking is the thing I can do right now that I have at least and whenever I had the energy to right because like my body was healing and then I also had COVID which resulted in me being um you know dealing with uh, an autoimmune issue for a short period of time too so it, I was immobile there for a little bit it wasn't fun but I, I tried to make it work with you know being creative and and still drawing and painting and doing those sorts of things. Do you do you have any like do you take any of your raccoon art and like do you have tattoos of them or anything? No, that's a good idea. Um, I swear to God, a, a rat, two <laughs> raccoons on each delt would look fucking badass. Yes, yes. Um, I actually recently got a consult to get some of the tattoos that I have on my um, right arm removed, so I can do a more thoughtful piece. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a bit more together and looks cohesive because what i have you know whenever you're younger you're like i'll just get whatever i don't care um and now i'm like i mean i kind of care I, I would like for this to look different right so oh so you actually got like removal done i'm going and, to oh, yeah going at to. some point yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's it's amazing what they can do with science these days. Um, so when 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 you when you're at work, so I I my my job here at Trimark is also very customer focused. It's very doing it's doing this, it's doing outreach and yeah. and things like that. What have you seen any parallels between learning how to deal with customers and your and your powerlifting, your 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 outlets, your extra has has one taught you something about the other? Yeah, I I would say this is what I tell a lot of people whenever it comes to you know um, like if you're if you want to transition into cybersecurity from let's say a different background or you know if you want to utilize what you've learned from your hobbies, I I treat everything like a variable, right? Um, and I think that's true of working out and, you know, this, this correlation we're making to customers as well as like the artistic process too, right? Like I'm mentioning I'm an artist. So when I talk to customers, there are a couple of uh, different things that can qualify and fall into this like comparison that we're making. So if you think of, you know, these customer interactions in parallel to like lifting, let's say, for example, we know it's something you have to work at. It's not always something that's easy to do. And it's something that if you don't do it for a while, you know, there is some muscle memory, but it does take that like getting back into the swing of things too, right? So I think that would be mine for like that lifting comparison because any interaction I have, I want to build it up, right? Like you would build up a muscle. I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing is helpful. It empowers them and it builds them up um, much like I would when I'm working out for myself. And whenever it comes to art and kind of the different things that are involved in there too, it's like the the interesting thing about being an artist and a lot of, I think this is a good correlation for security as well, because it's very similar in the sense that when you have an idea or you make a painting, it's in your head and it can be in your head for a really long time. And, you know, it might not get onto paper or get onto canvas for a really long time as well. So it's kind of this process to where you have like the plan or the design, and then you have like, you're actually working on it. So it's kind of like your implementation process. And then there's like the reiterative process. And then finally it's complete. And in terms of how that is to a customer, um, you know, it's always this ongoing creative process that is reiterative. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of nuance and creativity to get it right. I've, yeah, I, uh, so like, I, I know for me, and the reason I asked that question is because I, I have, I've, I'm now in a space, right, where like, you start a thing, right, and you start at kind of the macro level. Like, for me, it, when I got back to the gym, my trainer was like, what do you want? What do you want to do? And I said, I don't want to lose weight. I do. I, 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 do. I mean, obviously there's uh, decades on there, but like, I want to be strong. Whatever that takes, I want to be strong, which is a very vet, like it's a very broad type of goal. And now two, two and a half years later, now I'm getting down into the micro parts of it, right? It's getting down to like, people see a, you know, for instance, people see a deadlift. It's, it's us, it's us picking a heavy thing off the ground, putting it back down again to, to the uninitiated. But when I'm doing it, and anybody who knows what they're doing, Stacey, you know this, and, and Jake, you know this, and, and old Crooked Finger might know it too, uh, of, that's going to be his nameplate forever now, um, of, 
there is the there is like the 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 slight there's a slight bend there's putting the hips back there's screwing you know imagining screwing your your legs and your feet into the ground there's and then there's put rolling your shoulders back and kind of tuck them into your pocket and then there's taking the slack out of the then there's brief there's a whole bunch of micro transactions that have to happen for a yes. successful good form and I, I did the same thing uh, you know when when it's when when it's I applied that. And it made my customer interactions better. It made my job better. It's much like I, I, I used to study Kung Fu. Uh, and we had a summer camp one time where we all slept at this camp in Hershey, PA, somewhere. And we spent nine hours of the first day just doing a straight punch. Nine hours of just getting into a stance, getting into that kind of mind-muscle uh, connection, which is completely real. Uh, I'm finally figuring that out. And like, how how does the shoulder come out? How does the arm come out? How does the thing come out? And I, I think if you wash away, you know, if you take away all of like those specific instances of, of what the thing is and just take those steps, it's helped me immensely, like in everything. Um, so, but yeah, I, and it's, and it's, you know, I, I, now I have to find a new outlet. Like if I get hurt, um, you know, like, do, do you still take walks? Not as much because I've kind of transitioned back into the gym since then. And I do the stair stepper because I hate myself. Uh, um, so that's I have kind one. Of my... I can't see it. It's right behind <laughs> me. I, and I don't use it. It's where it's. Yeah. It? It's those are because those are, you know, I like that's that. Stupid thing. It's it is, but it's stationary enough to where I can like read something as I'm on it. Sure. Because um, I'm not, a, I can't walk and chew gum that well. <laughs> so like doing that on a treadmill is a little more difficult for me. But the stair stepper is like, I don't know. I'm kind of in the same spot, so it's easier. Yeah. And I, I like this sort of uh, analogy that you're doing to, because what I'm hearing is a, a description of technical expertise, right, and scoping. So yes. I, and I agree with those. I do think that whenever it comes to it, because when I would do commissions too, or, you know, and when I have interactions with my own trainers, the things that you're saying, those little details are really impactful. And I think whenever it comes to it, if you view anything that you do from that lens, you can, again, apply it to how you can better communicate with other people. Um, there's that one that my trainer said that stood out to me because I wasn't like, you know, engaging my back enough and like, you know, putting my uh, my or squeezing my shoulders together enough whenever I was powerlifting. And the trainer I had at the time said something like, imagine you have an orange between your shoulder blades and you're juicing it. Oh, and that's that a was good something, one. Yeah, it stuck with me. And every time now I'm like, juice. And then I like move my <laughs> shoulders together. I'm going to um, use that now. Juice. Yeah. Yeah. Just juice. And, um, he, he also said something like, you know, whenever you're going to do your actual, uh, like coming out of the squat, he's like, um, you know, you, you could squeeze your glutes together and you're like jumping out of the ground basically. And you come up and just things like that, that provided that additional context that I needed and made it something that was better to understand, more easily digestible. Um, those are the types of things I try to bring to, you know, all of the people that I talk to, like on a professional basis too. I love to have analogies. I love to like be conversational, ask questions. Um, and I, I want to talk about that a little bit more because, you know, um, we are talking about more of the human aspects. And I want to preface it with 
for the longest time, we all know, you know, um, I would say tech and cybersecurity, infosec, whatever you want to say at large, have always had this sort of like facade or mantra of like, oh, it's just the strictly logical thing, right? It's just, it's the tech. Yeah. And you're shaking your head because I agree. The most, it doesn't matter what we do, in my opinion, the most important part is the people, right? Because technology um, and securing that technology is always supposed to improve what we can do as a society. It's supposed to be for the betterment of all of us. And always turn out that way, obviously. Um, so with that said, that's, you know, the way that I try to view things. I, I, I try to make sure that I'm always focusing on the people side, even though a lot of what I do is technical. That stuff's still really important. And being able to, you know, build up, maintain and foster those relationships, that's the most important part. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, even amongst our clients and amongst the actual like hacker community, right. And these conferences, it's not so much about like that. It's a conference or that you go and see talks or whatever. It's the relationship. Yeah. It's, you, like you said, you hit it right in the head. It's the relationships that you form. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's my, the most rewarding part for me, speaking of rewarding parts, we had nine minutes left, Stacey. We like to do a thing now. Yeah, I know. it. Time flew by already. Um, we didn't even talk about burnout. Dang. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, but I would love, love to have you back on if you would yes. like to come back on. A burnout part two electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. So we do uh, we do kind of a like wins of the week, right? Like speaking of like burnout and like, oh, yeah. but, but good things, right? Like if something yeah, yeah, yeah. good assuming something good has happened during the week or if not it was a shitty week did you learn anything did you like what was your week like like do you have any wins this week oh i do this with my partner um on a on a daily basis it's like asking what your bright spot was ah, uh, I, I like I, that I, yeah do it every day like kind of close to the end of the day um in terms of this week i would Say, and it's maybe people have done this like this has been a highlight of my week doing things like this as well as um you know some of external engagements that i get to have where i can talk about things like this and um you know and i i would say there were customer calls kind of similar to this where i just get to talk to people i get to um you know have conversations with them just human to human those are always the highlight of my week, um, being able to do that. Awesome. And I'm going to go to old Crooked Finger now and see if he had a good week this week. <laughs> uh, thanks for that. I'm really glad I tell you guys stories. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's been an odd week for me just because yesterday we had a storm blow through, and that's why I'm sitting here at a Buffalo Wild Wings doing this. Uh, it's because I have no power in my house. I've got a tree down and my, there must be a cell phone tower down too. So I have like no cell coverage at my house either. So it's super boring there. Like I read a book for the first time last night. So that's probably as close to a win as I get out of this. Um, it's also, I'm also feeling very gracious that, so we lost a tree and somehow it fell right between my house and a neighbor's house. Dude, so mine too. No, no I, I gotta go cut the bitch up later. Yeah, mine's enormous. I'm gonna have to have somebody do it. I don't know. They uh, the the city said like, oh, if you can if you can pull it to the curb, we'll we'll pick it up. And I'm like, There's no pulling this bitch to the curb, man. 
Uh, I got. Yes, I bought a fifty dollars chainsaw from Harbor Freight, and it cuts really well. All right, sold. That's a lot less expensive than like a couple grand to get rid of a tree. Oh, um, dude, just go chop it up and then go set it on fire. <laughs> that's how I handle most of my problems. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, so and then I'm gonna do a quick closing thought too, because um, what Miss Raccoon's hand said was, um, so I, I like to just give advice about take take a psychology class like if you're still in school you're trying to get into infosec um take a take a course in psychology just to help that understanding and gain a little bit of those people skills um it doesn't sound like you gain people skills from that but you understand how people think understand how you you think yourself and so um i think that's that's served me well being technical and also personable humanities echo 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 (laughs) jake this is your thing you've you say your thing so it's been a a three weeks of my pool being green but it is now clear enough that i'm getting in it right when this happy hour ends man cost me so much money to get everything back to normal but uh i've learned a lot in the process so but yeah yeah definitely happy i'll be swimming in a little bit mine was i'm in a much better mood because i was on it's, again, too much information for people, but, like, I ever hear the drug uh, Accutane for, like, acne and shit like that? Well, for some reason, I got, like, the back of my head, right? Like, it's fucking whatever. And I was taking it, and please take your medication. Like, here, here, here's, here's, a little, here's a little advice from me to you, for anybody listening. Take your medication seriously, and when they ask you if you're feeling the thing, like, even if you're not at that moment, take a, take your, take a, a note of it, because I would go in every month, to my dermatologist and, and they would say um are you feeling more depressed than normal and i was like i don't know that's objectively my depression meter is a lot different than a lot of people's um mm-hmm. but i was like no you know and then all of a sudden one day i was like i feel like jumping in front of traffic and i wonder why and then i i was taking the medication one day and i was like oh shit that might be it and then so i messaged and like so and and my doctor was like, yeah, maybe stop taking it and see what happens. And I was like, now nah, I'm in a great mood. And I got back to the gym in full force. I was still there, but I was half-assing it. So take your that I, I tell you that story to say take your health seriously because we've, we've talked about weightlifting, we've talked about bodybuilding, we've talked about working out and wa- walking and all of these things. How to keep your how to keep your head straight, you know, keep like take charge of your own. Uh, uh, take charge of your medical care if you're lucky enough to have it um, mm-hmm. and don't take an answer from a doctor that like seems like bullshit like just because and this echoes for information security just because a person doing a thing does not mean they should be doing a thing and it doesn't mean they are the end all be all expert do some research I'm not talking about the oh vaccines cause autism type fucking stuff i'm not talking about that i'm talking about actual like how you feel on things there is a large area in between those two extremes um so anyway i'm feeling really good and honestly no joking nothing makes me feel uh better well two two things give me some of the most joy in the world a really good meal like a stellar like food experience and a stellar interview and stacy you have been that you have Aww, been you. one of the uh, my most enjoyable people that I have ever talked to. Would it be out of line to just ask for one flex before we leave? Just one flex. Oh, I don't even, but, oh. Uh, yes. 
That's it's it. Not, it's not where it could be, but you know. Oh, you stop that, and you know it's 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 in a better place than a lot of people. Uh, Thank well, you. well done. Congratulations to you. If people have uh, if people have fallen head over heels for you like I have during this interview, where can they find you? Oh, let's see. Do you want to be found? Do you want people to I, follow? You? <laughs> if people want to find me, they can because anything that I have in terms of social media is likely going to be tied to my at my raccoon hands name. Mm-hmm. Um, so look for that. And um, you know, I think this also, if we want to do a two parter, I'm I'm kind of setting the stage, right? I feel like we did a good job of telling a, you know, a story on how to work through burnout prior to talking about it, right? Yeah. We're talking about doing things for yourself, taking walks, making sure that you're investing yourself in your hobbies, you're connecting with other people, because the opposite of all of those things um, happens to be some of the symptoms of burnout. Like if you're feeling isolated, if you're not feeling supported, if you have no energy to do your hobbies. So if we want to cue that up, if there is a next time, and I hope there is, absolutely uh, I think it'd be a, a great, time. you know, a great pin to put in it. Absolutely. We're, well, you know what? I'm calling it now. This is the two-parter. We talked about the good stuff first, and then yeah. we're going to talk about how, let's talk, we could talk about how it starts, because mm-hmm. I've done talks where I, I have, a, I put a whole list on a slide, and I was like, see all this shit? This all happens before you even know it, and then you get to burn, like, before you know it, you're burned out. So let's talk about that. We'll have a whole nother hour on that. You've been amazing. Um, yes, my raccoon hands, uh, and good luck in your lifting. Do you have any, do you have any goals set up? You got any PRs coming up? Or like, like, what are you working on now? Not yet. I'm just trying to get back into, you know, building up and doing like getting back to where I was still, but very slowly, because even even though I'm in a good place, I'm still not necessarily where I was. And I did have to take some time off, as I had mentioned, um, to heal from those two kind of simultaneously like injury and illness. Um, but it's it's been good. It's it's been slow progress. I didn't want to jump back into it or, you know, again, <laughs> do that whole thing of like, ah, no, it'll be fine. I'm Stepping back from that version of myself a little bit and working at things slowly but surely. Awesome. And by the way, Static Terror in chat says your comics are freaking amazing, by the way. Oh, uh, thank you. That's so, really nice. So your art is being appreciated. We appreciate you. And we will talk to you next time when you grace us with your presence. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye, Brandon. I like being a mod. I can.